You're listening to the Be a Better Lawyer podcast with Dina Cataldo, episode 154. So how do high-achieving lawyers break through generations of being taught that we have to grind ourselves into the ground to get results for clients, build a successful business, and create a life we love? While law schools are busy teaching the rule of law, they're slacking on teaching us how to be a better human to create for ourselves the success we thought we'd achieve after law school. This podcast bridges the gap between law school and life. Hello there. How are you doing today? So the sun is hot here in Northern California, but I love going for walks in the morning and not having a chill in the air. Anytime it's dark outside and still warm, I'm in my happy place. It reminds me of when I go traveling in more tropical or Mediterranean places. It's just, it feels amazing. My brain doesn't think those two things should go together, so I am delighted every time it happens. And Frankie, I don't think he cares. He's just glad to go on a walk. (laughs) All right, let's get down to business here. So if you've been spending time with me on Instagram, then you know this week I've posted quite a bit about making change. And if you're not hanging out with me on Instagram, come and say hi. I'm at dina.cataldo. I especially like hanging out in my stories. So if you tag me with a pic of you listening to the podcast or reposting anything that I share, I am going to be sure to share it with everyone. I really love connecting with people on Instagram. It feels really, oh gosh, connected is the word I know, but it it just feels more like I am in a group of people talking to different people when, you know, you stop by in my DMs or you say hi. So thank you, all of you who say hi. In this podcast, I wanted to talk about making change from a different angle than I've talked about there. Because when we're deep in our problems, we deeply identify with our feelings, We personify ourselves as feelings. We say, I'm overwhelmed, I'm busy, I'm stressed. Remember personification back in high school and college English? The wind howled through the air, the cat danced around the mouse, the alarm yelled at me. Well, when we closely identify with something, our brain no longer disconnects them and sees them for what they are. They're just characteristics, right? They're descriptors. They don't personify us. They're not stuck like glue onto us. They're just words that we use to describe how we're feeling in that moment. But if we repeat them enough, then they stick onto us like they're super glued on. It's why it's important to notice what words we use to describe who we are. What we tell ourselves becomes reality if we repeat it enough, and this is where change comes in. And specifically in this podcast, I wanted to talk about making change inevitable, and I'm going to tell you a little story about this. But I have lawyers come to me scared that they can't change, that there's something wrong with them. They believe that they're just the kind of person who's overwhelmed, that there's just no way that they can change. They believe they're just the kind of person who doesn't know what they're doing, who doesn't trust themselves, who just can't change. And the only reason they believe it is because they've repeated that thought so many times that that personification is stuck to them like glue. The good news is unsticking ourselves from these personifications is easier than you might think. So I'm going to tell you a little story here. About 11 years ago, I was walking down the street 
and I saw a yoga studio. It was a few blocks from my apartment at the time, and every time I walked past it or drove past it, I thought, I'd like to try yoga. I would say I want to try it, but then I'd think to myself, it's probably not for me. I made up this whole story about how the people who do yoga are flaky, that they're a little too woo, that they're all slender women who were snobby. Also, they were all blonde. And yes, there were some blonde people there, but not all of them. So I talked myself out of trying yoga for over a year. Every time I walked by or drove by the studio, I thought the same thing. Maybe I should try it. And my brain would counter with, but it's probably not for you. Then one day I was really struggling. I had just been diagnosed with breast cancer and I had one thought. I needed to do something different. I didn't know what it was. It just had to be something. And just at that moment, a coworker of mine suggested that I try the yoga studio she went to. It was called Zuda. It was the same one I walked by and drove by for a year. And that offer by someone who was a member of the studio at just the right time in my life allowed my brain to think, maybe I could try it. And that opened my brain up to feeling willing to go and try it. I was in so much pain emotionally that it helped having an invitation to try something that was so out of my comfort zone. My mind relaxed a bit, even if I still had a thought that I might not belong there. But that's the first step to change. Allowing yourself to be open to that change. Being willing to think differently than you ever have before so you can do something and create something completely different than you ever have before. This willingness helped me continue going to yoga even when it was hard. It became the place I turned to when I needed emotional and spiritual support and nourishment. And I see this with some of my coaching clients who come to me struggling with anxiety and overwhelm. They're unsure if coaching is for them. They come to the the consults, the strategy sessions, and they aren't sure that coaching is where they belong. Once they allow themselves to be willing to do something different and outside their comfort zone, they start to see how it changes how they think and how they feel, and then how they start to change. But they're just learning new skills. That was a lot like yoga was for me. Just like coaching, it allowed me to connect with myself in a way I didn't realize was possible. And I would have deprived myself of that experience if I wasn't willing to do something outside of my comfort zone. So that's the first step to making change inevitable for you, being willing to do something completely different that you than you've ever done before, even if it's like standing on your head. It turns your whole world upside down. You have no clue if it's the right thing to do. You just know that you need something different and you just Allow yourself to be open to seeing what's possible for yourself, to seeing what is available to you. Here's the second part of making change inevitable. Radical compassion for yourself. Not just compassion, but radical compassion. When I stepped into that yoga studio the first 50 times at least, I was uncomfortable It was new and it was bringing up all the insecurities that I wasn't good enough, that I didn't belong, that I stood out, that people were judging me. 
the first 30 to 40 times, I didn't have hair because I was going through chemo at the time, so I wore a bandana. I felt so awkward and I felt the opposite of graceful, which is what I thought yoga was supposed to be about, really graceful people who were incredibly fit. And that I just did not identify as that. But having radical compassion for myself, which was fostered by the teachers in that community, helped me keep going even when I was tired and I was just going to lay on my mat all afternoon in that class. And this is what my clients get when they coach with me. They get compassion. Like even when they can't have compassion for themselves, I am there holding space for them, creating compassion, encouraging compassion. And then they start to make it a habit Like the more they show up for themselves, just showing up in our weekly sessions, the more they begin to have compassion for themselves. And it opens them up to a whole new experience of their law practice, a whole new experience of of how they show up in their business. Because that's really what having compassion is for yourself. It's allowing yourself to feel all of the things, even if you feel just the opposite of graceful and doing it over and over again until you get the practice you need so that compassion is just like exercising a muscle. It's just super easy for you. So what might radical compassion look for you right now in this moment? It might be planning your calendar meticulously on Monday morning and not following through on some of what was on it. Can you be kind to yourself even though your week wasn't exactly how you planned it? Can you be kind to yourself when you make mistakes? Can you be kind to yourself when you fail? And we are going to fail. Any successful business owner is going to have failures. One of the things that I learned in yoga was that falling out of poses was a sign that you're building strength. You know, like when they have you do these crazy things, you're stretched out long and you're doing all of these balancing. If you're familiar with yoga at all, you fall and you fall over and over and over again. And of course, I didn't want to fall out of poses. I didn't want to look stupid. (laughs) But when I learned that falling wasn't actually failing, that there really is no failure. Failure is an interpretation that we allow ourselves. But instead of interpreting it as failing, and I just allowed myself to fall, to get into poses that were difficult, and maybe I would fall, I got stronger. To trust myself to do that without feeling like a failure was part of the work. I became more compassionate to myself. And the more compassionate I became with myself, the more I was willing to do difficult things. A lot of lawyers label themselves as change resistant instead of allowing themselves to make change inevitable. They identify with feeling overwhelmed. I used to be that way, so I understand it. I would stay late at the office and on weekends believing that that's what I should do. I believed I should work harder and that the reason I felt so bad was that I wasn't doing enough. The truth is I wasn't open to the possibility of change and I definitely wasn't compassionate to myself. When clients come to me with this belief system that they always need to be doing something or available to their clients or associates, I know they just haven't been taught the skills that they need. There's nothing wrong with them. They are exactly how our society wanted them to be. They learn the techniques our culture has taught perfectly. 
And they've got you pretty darn far. Perfectionism, drive to work to the exclusion of all else. And this has led to a paralyzing fear of failure in a lot of people. And me included, I had to work through this. Fear to do anything differently. Because then we might look like we don't know what we're doing. We're scared because we're afraid of the judgments that other people have on us. And that's okay. Even if you're feeling any of, any of that right now, change can be inevitable for you if you just do these two things. One, be willing to do things completely differently than you are right now. And two, have radical compassion for yourself no matter what. Be compassionate to yourself no matter how many times you fall, no, ma- no matter how many times you think you've gone down the wrong path, no matter how many times you are sure you should have given up a long time ago. If you do that, then you won't ever give up on yourself or what you want. If you're like me, you might need an invitation to do something completely different for yourself. So I'm extending an invitation to you. Working with me requires a willingness to do something completely different in your life, to think differently, to understand yourself differently, to connect differently to yourself and to others. When you do, you'll begin building your law practice and your business how you want them to be and not how you were taught by old school attorneys, how they were quote unquote supposed to be run. If this resonates with you, I want to invite you to a strategy session with me. We'll talk about what you think is preventing you from living your most fulfilled life. And I'll talk to you about building a game plan to work with me to create the change you're looking for. You can do this by booking a call with me at dinacataldo.com and then going to the work with me tab. You don't have to stay late nights and weekends to get the job done. You can enjoy your life without feeling overwhelmed. This is possible for you. In fact, you can make it inevitable for you. It's up to you. Recognize that doing things differently, thinking about things completely differently, recognize that it's time for a change, and then being radically compassionate with yourself no matter what, those are the keys. I hope you have a wonderful day today, and I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.